hello to episode 12 of the Bonfire Banter podcast. Me, aka Bonfire Cherry. I'm Dean Gibson from DD Web Consultant. And our guest for this episode. Me, Jenny. Again, I keep saying me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, from the Craft Fantastic. How do you answer the phone? <laughs> hello, me. I'm a me on a Saturday night. I think I tend to do it sometimes. Don't you know who I am? I'm me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this episode, we're going we're going into a book that me and Dean have been reading recently called Getting Things Done. But before that, I'll give a shout out to Joe's Dog Boutique, a Northampton-based small business which sells wonderful handmade gifts and dog accessories such as dog collars and bandanas. You can find more about Joe's band, Jack's Dog Boutique by checking out our website, which you'll be able to find in the show notes, and you'll be able to find it on Facebook and Instagram. The show notes we can find on iTunes, great show, and on Google Podcasts and with the shout outs out the way yeah we're going to talk about yeah an idea from Dean recently was for the both of us to read a book called Getting Things Done How to Achieve Stress-Free Productivity which I thought we'd share our feedback for us so far yeah I'll just quickly say this well, in the previous episode, we talked about the value of a monthly review. So, it was it episode nine and ten? We're about yeah, momentum. I should probably think before I talk. <laughs> it's a story of my life. I speak words good sometimes. <laughs> that, should be the, that should be the title. We, sp- we, we speak words good. <laughs> so, yeah. Following on from the previous episode, we talked about the monthly review and the value that can have if, in terms of moving things forward. And there's a lot of kind of self-help books out there. And Getting Things Done is a book I've read. It's not so much just teaching you techniques, it's teaching you principles. Once you learn the principles, then the techniques will follow naturally based on what works for you individually. So this is something I wanted to look at because it seems like a natural follow-on from doing the monthly review a template will be in the show notes for which you can find on that previous episode i've started reading yes you continue i'll be a gentleman well i was going to let you try and compose your thoughts a bit more actually that's part of it also i think it just makes sense to introduce it so yeah so the basic premise is catch what's important and put it somewhere you can easily find it so you don't have to think about it when you're doing your work you don't want to have to think too much about what it is you have to do next or trying to remember what you're meant to be doing early in the day or ideally you just want to be more responsive to just what you're doing now and have your entire focus just on that task you're trying to do your brain shouldn't just be used as a a desk it's not a good place to keep information your mind should be used for doing the thing that you are doing now be more present so if your anxiety comes from lack of control and lack of being unprepared and not knowing what to do next and so the goal is to reduce anxiety so going into the book i have more or just finished the first chapter of the book but i've got a fair new notes i've written down about it yeah this book is immensely practical and based on common sense well this is according to the author and the small changes acquired changes in the way you clarify and organize all the things that you command your attention could represent significant 
significant shift in how you approach some key aspects of your day-to-day -day work. According to the author, most of his clients have referred to this as a significant paradigm shift. Something that I found interesting, a paradox has emerged in this millennium that people have enhanced quality of life and been on the phone all the time and using social media and banking and all this, all this variety of stuff. It was about the same time they had more stress by taking more resources and that they can handle as it's of their eyes were bigger than in the stomachs and most people are to some degree frustrated and perspicuous about how to improve the situation and honestly this is how I can be at sometimes with bonfire cherry in my job this year without going too much into it some things have been added to my life that has been giving me anxiety which has never been a problem for me in the past thankfully things have been getting better as I've so been planning stuff and this book is helping so far the way we've been managing our time management over the years has changed such as using personal notebook planners what people still use nowadays microsoft outlook pdas I probably some kids won't know what a pda is really some wouldn't and um and even the, a lot of them nowadays are un unable to accommodate the speed complexity and changing factors on how we deal with things in this day and age something that is still popular today in managing time is a calendar i use a wall one wall one i've got on my wall it's on my bed it's the first thing i see when i wake up and last thing to see before i go to sleep and uh, questions for those listening do you use a, a wall calendar or do you use a one on your phone or PC. So what about you, Jenny? Do you have like a user calendar at all? I have to have a actual physical diary to write in as well as having a calendar on my phone. Just, I don't know, I find it helps. Do you use both? Yeah, I use both. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I just like writing things down. So I have to have it. I like. I don't know why, but if I've written, if I've physically written something down, I'm more likely to remember it, she says. Huh. <laughs> That's the idea anyway. <laughs> Sometimes works. And you can look at it easier as well. You can like plan things. I don't know. I just like it better. Yeah. I think any kind of system you're trying to adopt, there is some value to just having a blank sheet of paper and just doing a mind dump of whatever you've got to yeah. think about. Yeah. Is that the correct term nowadays? You know, you can't dump. find them. Oh, wait, was it, you can't. You can't. You can no longer. What was it? What was it used to be called again? It brainstorm. Was a brainstorm. But apparently, you're not allowed to use that. Uh, apparently, if it affects. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's it's not the correct term nowadays. But for life, I can't remember what the new term is. It's not. I don't think it's brain dump. Brain dump <laughs> is a very good term. It sounds like a grunge band. <laughs> sounds like the time the band came around the same time as Nirvana. <laughs> Here comes brain dump. <laughs> Um, back to my notes brief with all this uh, there is a way to get a grip and all by staying relaxed getting all the meaningful things done with minimal effort across the spectrum of your life and work that you can experience that martial artists call that mind of water or what top athletes call uh, refer to in the zone and I've been in the zone quite a lot so it, for those it's like a complex world where you can engage in in fact you've probably been in this state from time to time yeah it's kind of a Bruce Lee term Thanks. Uh, so, um, a quote I discovered in the book I found on page 11 um, that anything that you that causes you to overreact or underreact can control you and it often does now without the meaning to it does but the author did give some basic requirements for managing commitments and it's like first of all if it's on your mind your mind isn't clear anything consider unfinished in any way must be captured in a trusted system outside your mind or what I call or what the author called a collection bucket that 
that you know and come back to regularly and sort out. Secondly, you must clarify what your commitment is and decide what you have to do, if anything, to make progress towards filling it. And thirdly, um, once you've decided on all the actions you need to take, you must keep reminders of, of them organising a system you can re review regularly. You know, what last bit of notes I've written down is I've often quite a lot of stuff in my mind about my friends my family my friends and family would probably know that way too well the book determines the reason something on my mind that either it could be because I haven't um, clarified exactly what the intended outcome is of the what is on my mind haven't des decided what the very next physical action step is or haven't put any reminders of the outcome and the action required in the system I trust well that's why it's on my as on my mind until those thoughts have been clarified and those decisions have been made and the result and data has been stored in a system that absolutely you you know you will think about as often as you need to your brain can't give up a job you can't you can fool everybody else but you can't fool your mind and that's why i talked about the uh, talk from the book so far yeah, and I think just to reassure people listening, I think we're making it a bit sound a bit more complicated than it actually is, just because we're going through it at an early point and trying to talk about lots of points that we've got out for book. But the reason I have wanted to go into this, I know I kind of said already why we've gone into this, let's say, but I think a more coherent explanation is I talked about my monthly review process, which is basically just made up of segments, which are foundational values. If you talk about what your values are, I could say, well, health is a value. But what does that mean? Because I'm overweight and I eat junk foods. So if you want to know a person's values and look at their actions so that's what the monthly review is designed to do is to help me just be more mindful of well what have I been doing and what do I want to do next to try and address each different little thing that I actually am doing at the moment so what I hope to get out of the book is to expand on this system I use now he talks about in the book in terms of being flying. You can be at ground level, which is you just your day-to-day -day stuff. You've got people asking you to do stuff. You've got people, you've got commitments to make. You've got things which you have to get done, fires to put out and all the other stuff. Then you, as you go up, once you leave ground level, you've got higher level stuff. Things you need to do, say, next week or next month. And as you build on each different part of a system, you eventually start to think, what do I want to do next year? I mean that beyond sort of like a New Year's resolution I think the problem with New Year's resolutions is it's not so much a plan as much as an intention I mean being successful is a good idea but that doesn't mean you can actually implement it to be successful in whatever way that means success is for you so for me myself I I think there's value in thinking more in terms of okay well once I've got this day-to-day -day stuff kind of more under control I can look further ahead and think well what do I want to do in five years time say 10 years time and so on and so forth and eventually it comes down to well what do I want to do with my life whatever that is it could seem almost unreachable but the way to make progress is to just keep making building blocks I mean if a fortress is built brick by brick rather than just all at once this book it's not just about techniques and trying to do more work it's that's actually almost just opposite the idea is to reduce the anxiety and to just get a bit more control over what you're trying to do this can apply whether you're if say for example you've got a project we'll define a project as there's more than two things required to get an outcome so if say you've got a project called Paris what does that mean how do you what what does that mean to you what's 
the next thing you're going to do for Project Paris? Maybe book a flight, but then you've got to book a flight, but there's other things you've got to do. You've got to work out timing of when are you available to fly? Who can you get to cover you for time for you at work? If you've got kids, then how do you work that out and make sure that they're off school or can get off school? Or even if you want to leave them behind, then can you get someone to babysit for you? Although you might think productivity, self-help thing, it was originally intended to be more kind of directed at the corporate world and um, business people. But he does say in the book that it can apply to really anyone, whether they work, say, in a clergy or a housewife or anything, really. So the idea is about reducing stress and getting more control over what you want to do with your life. That sounds coherent, I think. <laughs> yeah, it takes me a while to warm up. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I intend to get out of this and why I think it might be potentially valuable to into yourself. So if that's your homework, if you're listening to go to a library or at least even if you don't want to read a book, I think there's some value just to learning a few little basic things. Looking into this has been done to death online and with people talking about it and talking about techniques and all that stuff. I mean, this is something I... What people are then reading, yeah. then sharing advice and... <laughs> Well, there's books written about the book even in terms of reviews. Move on to the questions. Yes, let's do that. Yeah, um, so the question for this episode is from Judy Saxon, a.k.a. Heartfelt Fancies. Yeah, you can find her on Facebook, Instagram and on Twitter what this question's from. It's a question that me and Jenny can answer. It's like, what was the most challenging item you ever produced? And the second question, what is your favourite design and why? And I thought it was for the guess I'll let you answer first. Oh, thanks. I know. Just to give you time to think of what to say. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think challenging thing I've ever made is probably one of the first commissions I ever got. And that's because I was just starting out in book binding. So it took me a lot longer to work out what to do. And it was for a company who wanted a sign-in book. You know, so if they had visitors or anything, they'd, you know, come in and sign with the date and the time. So I really had to plan the whole layout of the insides as well and how much space, all the different, what columns they needed, what space that was going to take up. And then there was the cover design that they wanted their logo in 3D on the front. And this was my very first commission and I'd never done it before. So it took, it just took a long time to work out. Not that I told them that. Obviously, I was just like, yeah, I can do that. No problem. Stop in the way, yeah. (laughs) Well, I think it's, I don't know. You can't obviously do that with everything. But I do think it's good when you're in a creative business, I suppose, just to say, I mean, not just to say yes to anything, but I do kind of tend to say yes and then figure out what I'm, like how to do it. Because I know I can figure it out. There's always that thing of just saying no, just turning something down. I've gone off tangent, that haven't I? A bit, no, no. I, mean, still, I still, think there's definitely value to say no to, so you can say yes to more of the things you care about. And yeah, what's your yeah. favourite design? I don't but, or, know. I know it's difficult to choose one, but... Oh, it is. I really like... I quite like doing hard books, hardback notebooks with nice paper and with nice quality paper as well. Like I've done ones with golden, it's got like a nice proper book cloth spine and it's got golden unicorns on the front. It's probably just because it's got golden unicorns, unicorns are that I like it best. In the future. But, yeah. So to answer my own, um, to answer yeah, myself, as I had time to think about it, <laughs> the most challenging design, uh, it was a three-tone uh, liner cut print I produced this year for a client of some three zebra finches on an orange tree. Yeah, it was probably one of the most complicated designs ever done. Um, it was going to be for a wedding gift for some 
somebody. Yeah, thankfully, I was a very understanding customer. It only took a few attempts to get it right. I had to paint some of the, like the oranges in and proper think out I'm going to do it. I learned a lot from it that I'm planning to do more stuff, free tone stuff in October, like the Halloween and Christmas stuff. My favourite design has to be my camera design, the original when I did it, and the second, actually, the second camera number two that I use. I've got badges, and next month I'll be doing bringing the tote bags back. I've been one of my favourite products and one of my most popular ones and that as well. So there goes that. I think before we finish the episode, I thought, because we're up to episode 12 now, I thought I'd thought briefly go over the previous, what I've gone over in the previous episodes. As like from the very first one we produced, we introduced ourselves and talked about brief ma- printmaking briefly. We're still debating on the name. You have to listen to the very first episode, but you can, all the other episodes, be able to listen on the great show iTunes and Google Podcast on the name we were thinking of before we picked on Bonfire Banter. Yeah, we talked about privacy, social media, GDPR, GPR. I even I even I can't remember what it's about Aww, now. What that stood for. Yeah, um, I think it was just a bit of a tangent you went on, basically. No, Possibly, I, mean, that, I think that's what I, and, and the creative process and Facebook and I missed out on the notes. I don't know how I got onto fate there. I think probably because it went onto social yeah, media. Yeah, tangent. <laughs> So it's a story of my life. Then you know me too well. You two have both known me. I go off tangent quite a lot. Yeah, and if you're a crafter, I highly recommend checking out episode three as I give bonfire cherries experiences on craft fairs that I've been doing since 2014. And yeah, I highly recommend giving it a listen and love to hear your experiences by emailing podcast at bonfirecherry.com and we'll probably do a segment in the future about people's experience with craft fairs i'll talk about my experiences the princess trust what's kind of the hold it on hold at the moment in episode four if you're curious about starting an online craft business give episode five a listen if you want to find out how to discover find out what your business your, your market for your clients and whatnot is give listen to episode six episode seven was interesting one of why we talked about receiving and managing customer feedback one of my favorite another favorite one of mine was episode eight when we talked about research and trends episode nine was one of two episodes talking about momentum in business and life and and in the episode we talked about knowing yourself and episode 10 continued the subject of momentum and and the episode just before this one that recorded literally just before this one dean talked about bookbinding trip to prague and the first episode with jenny as our guest and she talked about bookbinding that as well and that, that's all of it but talked about so far yeah all of them you can find on greatshows.com google podcast and itunes and if you've and if you want a free notebook from us, made by Dean, to leave review, if you're one of the first five people to leave a review on iTunes and notify us by Twitter at Bonfire Band or by email at podcast at bonfirejury.com and you receive a notebook that Dean has made. And I think that's everything I can think of. If, yeah, again, if you've got any suggestions for us um, or any feedback to email us, any feedback or suggestions really mean a lot. So I've been Matthew, aka Bonfire Cherry. You can find me on any of the social media accounts at bonfirejerry.com. I continue to be Dean on Digimon Consultancy. And you can find me on Twitter at Dean is me. That's D E N E I S M E. That is Jenny from the Craft Fantastic. I thought we were going to say Jenny from the block. <laughs> no, not anymore. Those days are gone. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. Well, 